Welcome back to another visit to the village. My name is Greg, and joining me is... Oh, I go first this time? Ryan, Ryan. this is Ryan. This is Glenn. And last, I'm John. You usually make me go last. Well, yeah. I like to change it up a bit. Okay, right. that's fine. You're going to confuse our audience. Yes, I'm sure they're so confused right now, Ryan. I'm just saying. They've probably switched off, and, you know, it's a lot like the last episode of The Sopranos. They don't know what happened. Well, we do now. Well, yeah, speaking of that, uh, we, Glenn and I were talking about this before you guys arrived. What do y'all think about David Chase giving? I, I don't want to, we don't, I still don't want to say on air what it is, but he gave a definitive answer about what happened. Well, I won't say it on air what he said. Well, just in case some people don't know. Maybe they haven't watched it yet. Maybe they watched Many Saints. The Sopranos? Yeah, maybe they watched Many Saints of Newark. And a lot, I mean, I think it's you been over a decade. Well, honestly, maybe some people just don't want to know. Yeah, that's true too. My problem is not that he. Maybe re- you're fed up. Maybe yeah. you just want to be alone. <laughs> I told Glenn this. I don't have a problem with him saying what happened. My problem is he didn't give me more information. I wanted to know more about if what he says is true, why it happened, and who did it, and for what reasons. And I mentioned the whole thing. I didn't tell Glenn the specifics because I know he hasn't watched the show yet. But I, I referenced The Wire, where there's a character who goes through the entire series. And then by the final season, he's on a mission to do something. And he's got enemies on multiple sides. So you're wondering, is he, is he going to make it? Is he going to kill these guys he's after? And something happens that is out of nowhere, that has nothing to do with anything. And speaking of out of nowhere, ESPN. That's my son charging his iPad. Ah. It was just it was just our, his iPad letting him know that uh, Monday Night Football is coming on. We're doing this on a Monday night. But anyway, as we're for, not ready for some football. Yeah. Man. As for David Chase, I just I just I don't have a problem with him. It's his show, his vision. I just wanted more information. That's all. If he's going to reveal, which I kind of like that he hadn't said anything all these years, a decade plus of not saying anything, and all of a sudden he's been holding in all this time and needed to come out eventually. It's like Bosco. Yeah. For George Costanza. <laughs> So, uh, you know, another, like, revelation you've been waiting for, Ryan, uh, is, is Sandra had a birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Sandra. Happy birthday, happy Sandra. Birthday, we Sandra. love you. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't able to make this dinner. Um, nor, nor could I. The, 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 the festivities were going to take place at the world-famous, critically, like, critically renowned Outback Steakhouse. I was Steakhouse there because I love Sandra more than you guys. From the land down under. That's, look. Yeah, Sandra loves the salads at Outback. She's right. But oh, they're not the same as they used to be. They, they got good croutons. Croutons and the cucumbers. The last time I went to Outback, like the salad wasn't what I remember it. They're they're changing shit up because because in fact, like the main reason she wanted to go, she's like, maybe I can get another salad to go and I'll have that for lunch the next day. The salads were bonzer. Right. I don't find salads keep very well. I guess if you just don't the put next any, day. yeah, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are all true statements. So, uh, like we said, Greg and I could not attend, but John and Glenn obviously did. So, this was supposed to happen on a Sunday night. Yep. I woke up Monday morning to go to work at 1.30 in the morning. And I get to work, and I had some time before I had to start working, and I go on Twitter, and I see a tweet by Glenn in reference to Outback. You want me to read the tweet? Yes, please read this tweet. Okay. I didn't see the tweet. I didn't either. Okay. Twat it out. The tweet is, and this is me in the car on the way back, because Sandra told me to do this. Just had one of the strangest, not not in a good way, dining experiences at Outback in Mararo, Louisiana. Let's just say that we were at the restaurant for over two hours. On my way home without having eaten dinner. Will not return. I was like, 
God damn it, I want to call him right now, but it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Probably not a good idea. So I got to hear this story. What the hell happened at the Outback? A lot of things happened at the Outback. It was a comedy of errors. Yeah. is the best way I can describe it. So... Again, we had planned to go there because because we were tr- well one we were trying to find a place that's kind of open on Sunday that had a lot of tables because mm-hmm. we that's you know we were kind of having a hard time finding something and yeah. then now I just want Outback does not do reservations they do call ahead but seating. they do do call ahead exactly. seating did y'all do that we did <laughs> well, we well, well, well oh my god here okay. we go here we go here. so you ready here <laughs> go all right so um, we had a, you know the whole thing planned out. And uh, there were seven of us, so um, if you go on the app, you can only get on the wait list with six. If it's over six, it just has to call. So um, John called me because he was driving past the Outback and said that, you know, the Saints game had just ended. There was a ton of people out there, so um, it was about five o'clock. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll call and see if, you know, put our name on the wait list now or or whatnot. So I called the Outback, and... um, I said, you know, there's a group of seven of us are coming. Um, you know, I know that <clears throat> it's pretty busy. Uh, I'd like to get put on the wait list. And the girl I said, well, what time would y'all like to dine today? And I said, well, we were thinking 6.30. She's like, okay, I'll put you on the uh, wait list. Just get here at 6.30. No problem. Texted my boy John here. Got it, the, everybody. We're all meeting there at 6.30. So... 6.30, we pull up, and it looked like John had gotten there a few minutes before I us. got there a few minutes early, and I went in, and I said, you know, we did the call-ahead thing. It's on, I said, it's either under Glenn or Davis, and there's seven of us. And she said, oh, okay, what's a good phone number so that we can text you when the table's ready? So I give her my phone number, and she said, okay, it is still going to be about a 45-minute wait. And I said, okay. After getting there at 6.30 for the call-ahead, when they said yes. get there at 6.30. So I said, okay, so we go sit outside. And we're dealing with two four-year-olds trying yeah. to entertain them. For this forty-five minutes, but I mean, it was fun. We kind of chatted about some things. Yeah. They, they had some some gifts for Sandra that she opened, so we were just kind of hanging out. The girls were playing, but then they started to get kind of restless, and we were, we've been trying to entertain them for forty-five minutes. And at about the forty-seven-minute mark, um, John's wife Karen said, "You think we should go check on this table?" And John's like, "Well, it's only been forty-seven minutes. They told us forty-five, and I said, "Well, I'll just put my head in and see because." We had noticed a lot of people leaving, and like it seemed like the restaurant was kind of clearing out, and we still hadn't heard anything. So I go in, and um, and I'm like, "Hey, um, you know, I know you said 45 minutes. It's been 47, but uh, you know, I'm with the party of seven. You know, about how much longer is it going to be? We're trying to entertain two four-year-olds." And the guy looked at me. And he's like, "What party of seven? Oh God! And I was like, "The party of seven that we've been out there for 45 minutes." And the guy starts scrolling through the thing and he's like yeah i don't see anybody on here he's like what's your name i said my name is glenn (laughs) (laughs) as one does yeah and um he said um yeah you're not on here man uh he's like uh he's like uh and he 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 started to get really nervous and he's looking around he's like where can we seat seven people and they're they're trying to figure you could tell they're trying to figure something out and they're like okay i'll put you he's like it might might be another 10 or 15 minutes but i'm gonna put you next on the list so while Glenn's in there, I get a text message on my phone that says something along the lines of, Welcome to Outback, mate. We're going to text you as soon as your table's ready. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, I probably should have got this text message 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Did you pre- preface that with Wallaby Darn? <laughs> so I'm just going to sidebar in here real quick. I had, I've gone to Outback about two weeks ago. That's exactly what happened. We did the call ahead. We got there, gave them our name, and they asked for a number. Told us to go wait. We went outside. We were in the patio area. 
as soon as we got out to the patio, my phone went off with that message. And then we sat out there for not, not as long as they said. And then I got another message saying, your table's ready. Yep. So whoever the first person you saw fucked this whole thing up. Yep. So, and, um, although, oh, that, that's, that's, okay, I was about to say, cause, beginning I was about to say, cause so far it that's seems like you can't really blame them for one person. I feel oh, like yeah. so far the story I don't think okay. anybody was upset at this. No. Okay. So they, far. They, they, put, they put us at the right. top of the, at the top of the list. There we go. Now they did kind of squeeze us, squeeze us all into a booth. It was, a, there were seven of us and it was. A table that was for no more than six people. Yeah. Okay, so you guys actually got seated right not too long after this. About 10, 15 about minutes. 10, 15, it was like what the guy, guy said. said. So far, it was so what the guy good, said. Right? All right. All right, so <laughs> they, they seat us down, and our server comes up, and, um, you know, welcome to Outback, and, uh, you know, she's like, cutting it. Y'all started with some drinks, so, you know, we got some some waters and some iced teas and some Diet Cokes, and we got the, the girls some uh, lemonades and stuff, yeah. so... Uh, and she's like, you know, we're going to have any appetizers today. So we told Sandra to pick since it was her birthday, and she opted for the bloom and onion, as a smart person does. And um, and then I added on, make, please make it well done because that's how you make sure you get it. If you get it well, because the thing that I hate the most when you get those soggy, when you get to the middle and it's raw, hmm. yeah. if you get it well done. I, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it came out. Tell the them good. to do it well done, and huh. you know you never have to deal with that issue. Uh, and I find it's crispier. So. Um, uh, so they, she's like, okay, I'll put that in. <coughs> so she leaves. She comes back with the drinks, and she asks, um, are y'all ready for y'all food order? And meanwhile, we've all been looking at the menu, and Glenn and I have decided, we're getting prime rib. Yeah. This looks really good. We're going to get yeah, prime Yeah, we're going to get prime rib, because it says weekends and just weekday nights. Right? Yeah, and it's Bonzer. Right. Yeah. So the first thing I asked before, she's like, are y'all ready for your order? The first thing I, I've been asking a lot lately with the straight of things is, are y'all out of anything? Well, we're out of all the prime rib. So, so. I kind of say right away, well, I guess I'll have that 15-ounce ribeye then. And Oh, we're out of those too. Yeah, we're out of the 15-ounce ribeye, but we have everything else. <laughs> so, again, I'm not going to fault them on that because... They were of, out of something. They were out, it was Sunday night. They were yeah. out of something. They, they, it seemed like they were busy. So, we all ordered... I ordered, I ordered a prime rib medium rare. Ribeye. Rib a ribeye. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. The smaller rib yeah, I ordered the smaller ribeye medium rare. With a side of the loaded mashed potatoes and a French onion soup, um, Sandra ordered something similar. I mean, we all kind of ordered. We kind of ordered something similar. I got the uh, the 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 ribeye and shrimp coconut shrimp like combo, oh. and uh, I ordered mine medium. Yeah. So, so um, so she leaves, and then she comes back with the soup, the salad, and the blooming onion all to, all at once, which. You know, yeah. I, I've had, it's happened before. Again. Yeah. yeah, again, eh, it's kind of. Yeah. We're still on the part where he yeah, said it was a strange experience. It was, strange. it was so so far strange, yeah, strange yeah. but not 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 terrible. Okay. Although I will say, to to get the French onion soup, the spoons they give you are <laughs> extremely too small. Me and Sandra, because we even we, when we got back, we had to oxyclean our shirts because we were just covered in French onion soup. Because when you're trying to eat it with these little tiny spoons, it was just spilling everywhere. But you know, you need an actual soup spoon. Exactly, you need a soup spoon, not not a spoon like a, a dessert a dessert spoon. A spoon for ants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but again, that's just kind of strange. You know, that was um, kind of a funny story. You know, me and Sandra were both full of French onion soup. But um, so she leaves, and then she comes back with the entrees. So she gives the the kids their uh, grilled cheese and their chicken nuggets and. Uh, Sandra gets her, uh, her her steak. Oh, yeah. Uh, something else I forgot to mention. She she asked for her salad to go when we put the order in. Sandra's like, oh, by the way, I'd like a side salad 
to go. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. So she put that in. Well, when she comes back with the salads, she hands Sandra her to-go salad. This was before the regular salads yeah. came out. Yeah, before, before anything. She came back with the drinks and gave Sandra her to-go salad this right is, then. This is weird. Yeah. yeah. She gives her the to-go salad, and Sandra must have had a, a very kind of confused Because she wasn't ready to go. Oh, yeah, right? she she just, she looked, she, and the, the waitress just said, I don't know, man, they just gave it to me. So here you go. Is exactly it's what like she when said. The grits were just there. <laughs> so, um, so Sandra said, "I don't even know where to put that." So she ended up putting it like on the top of the booth. Just yeah. Food. Okay. So she, her, her to-go salads on the top of the booth, and Sandra said, "You think they can give me a Ziploc bag for the croutons? Because those things aren't gonna, <laughs> aren't gonna keep. Because you know I'm not putting it in the fridge or whatnot." So again, kind of strange, but not unforgivable. At this, it was weird. Okay. But then now but, the food's coming. The food's coming out. So the, the kids get their meal, Sandra gets her meal, they're giving everyone their meal, and then she looks at me and she's like, uh, I'm sorry, baby, the um, the manager didn't like the way your steak looked, so they did, they said I couldn't bring it out, so they're going to make you a fresh one. I've had that happen before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just said, okay, no problem, and in fact, Karen said, well, it was a medium rare, how long could that take to prepare? Oh, so, oh okay. So... Don't tell me they ran out of the ribeye. So no, 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 no we, so we get ours. Logic. I got mine. It was very thin ribeye, and it was, I guess, medium. It was really tough, and they also overcooked all the coconut shrimp. How do you it's overcook like, coconut shrimp? Oh, they look bad. They were just long. they were just really dark brown when they came out. And I mean, Amy had the same thing, and she said hers were over were overcooked. Yeah, and uh, and and I had no food, so um, I'm sitting there and watch. And I told everyone, I'm like, yeah, go ahead and eat, you know. So. Um, Everyone's sort of eating, and I'm just sort of chilling, sitting there, kind of, you know, about, what, 15 minutes? At least 15 Go minutes. Go by. Maybe 20. And she comes out, does anyone need any more drinks? And I kind of smile, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'd like some food. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, let me go check on that. So she goes, and she comes back with, with a plate of food, and um, the steak, I don't know if it was a ribeye, but it... Like she she puts it down and I cut it and again this was supposed to be medium rare and it's over well done like it, it's leather they it's, gave yeah. it's jerky it sounds like they gave you the one that the manager had said not to bring maybe maybe I don't know. We don't and know. Uh, the mashed potatoes that seemed like they'd been out because it was a nice wallpaper con- paste consistency that's that sound like yeah it sounds like they gave you the food that the manager and, said not to bring. And because she put it down and she left, and when I cut into it, I was like, "Whoa!" And when she comes back, I said, "Yeah, I ordered it medium rare." And she's like, "Yeah, that's right." And I cut into it, and I'm like, "Look at this!" I'm like, "This is beyond well done." And she's like, "Oh, she's like, let me tell you, I've been fighting with that kitchen all night. I'm gonna take care of you. Don't worry." And she leaves. And again, I'm just sort of sitting there. I'm like, "Well, I guess I'll eat the potatoes. They were they were gross, but I was hungry." So started eating the potatoes, and she comes back, and she's like, don't worry, honey, I'm taking care of you. And it's probably been, what, another 15, 20 minutes yeah. that I'm just sitting there with these disgusting potatoes. The, and um, I'm assuming everybody else is done eating by oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then eventually she comes back, and she's like, so they're working on your steak. It's almost done. And I told her, I'm like, look, I'm just eating these potatoes. Whenever that steak's done, just put it in a to-go box. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not eating tonight. And she's like, okay, well, she's like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of this. And, and she left. And then some of the members of our party, they all had to go to the restroom. So they, they went. And she came back and she said something like, don't worry, we took, off the, uh, we took off the steak and we took off the meal. 
and she walked away, and we all kind of looked at each other. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, am, am I am I getting something? Am I not? Or am, am I stopping at the Burger King on the way home? Wait, we took off the steak. That's what she meal. said. That and seems to imply that everyone's food is yeah. so. Yeah, it sounds like she's saying. Wait, why would she say the she steak? She already said she was going to take his off. Yeah. And then she came and said, I took the steak off and I took, took the meal off. Did she just mean she was going to take off the steak and not the sides, and now she's taking off the sides? Too? We're not sure. We, we're not we sure. Know. We were okay. all very confused. But it was also, it was like, or is he just, she taking off a bunch of stuff and he's just not getting a steak now? We didn't, we yeah, didn't know. We, we did, uh, yeah, that's why we, we were all confused. So um, then eventually she came back with a to-go box. Oh, and then she asked, she's like, do you want that one to go to? And John said... You know, Hurley would probably love that. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, I could feed this to my dog. And she said, yeah, why not? Feed it to your dog. Oh my so she got God. me a to-go box. So Hurley has a well-done steak in the fridge. But um, And the thing that we didn't even talk about really last night, but at the beginning of the meal, we were looking and we were like, it was Sandra's birthday. So we were like, right. we should get a chocolate, you know, Thunder from Down Under for whatever, whatever. We hadn't even told him it was her birthday. And after all of this, he brings out one thing. And she's like, y'all, I'm going to check her separate checks. And we're just like, she didn't even ask about any kind of dessert. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I guess let's just go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so she brings me a steak out, and I, it, it was correctly prepared in a box. Um, and she brought the, the, the check out, and mine was, you know, my the my meal that I may or may not have had was not on there, but, I mean, it's not every everyone else's was. And I was just sort of like, what, what do I do tip-wise? And Sandra said, you do whatever you want. So, I, I don't know. I think I did right under 15%, just because I didn't want to stiff her. So anyway, you get whole, whole, you goddamn teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. Under just under fifteen percent for that. Yeah. Wow, Glenn, you're a. I, I mean, I've always said this, but you're a way better person than me. <laughs> like it, it I, I'm with Glenn for for this to a degree for this reason because the it up to a certain point it's not her fault. But no, it no, but her she's got to better communicate what's going on. Well, but that's my thing. Like at a certain point, it was like, "Oh shit, well, so they, they messed stuff up." Right. But then when she just like, okay, like you know, like Johnson didn't ask about dessert. We, like, we, we, and also, we've all worked in customer service for years. So I mean, I you know, I, I know things go wrong, whatever. But like, all this has happened, and we've been there for what two and a half to three we, hours. We, yeah. A manager at no, at no point yeah. came to the table. She kept on saying, "The man, I've, I've talked to the manager. I've done this to the manager." At no point did a manager come out to the so table. So I'm more blame the manager. Like the manager yeah. should have come over to the table and at least. Well, that's said what. Something. Yeah, because Sandra suspects that she just forgot to put my food in. Because she said if the manager would have pulled that steak out, the manager would have come out and explained it to you, or the manager should have brought your new steak yeah. out. So, so either she's lying or the manager was doing a bad job. What right. you're describing actually happened to me at Texas Roadhouse, and the manager came out and said, "You know, we we they I think they overdid your steak." You know, we're cooking you another one. Just like, but the manager came and told me. Yeah. And within like, I don't know, f- less than five minutes. Texas Roadhouse has got really good customer service. Because yeah. we got some stuff to go. And I'd ordered a while back. I'd ordered the uh, the steak and ribs combo from yeah, there. Yeah. And I picked it up and got home. And the ribs weren't in there. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. And I called over there. And they were like super apologetic. And the guy's like, look, you're welcome to come back and get the ribs now. He's like, I know you got all the way home. And he's like, I, you might not want to. But he's like, I tell you what, if you want to come back and get the ribs, you can. But either way, I'm sending you a thing for a... Uh, to get to get a free one next time. The thing that he sent me was just for thirty dollars off, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool. I so, like, you know, so anyway, mistakes happen. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. point right it's there. The way you handle it, right? Like you can't fault someone, but I, I, if she's having issues where it's not her fault, 
she has to better explain, you know, what's going just on. Just tell like, us what's going like on. She like, kept, she kept on, like, what was it, maybe five times she told me that they were, she's like, I'm having fights with the kitchen. And at one point, John's like, I don't really care if yeah, they're like, having it, fights in the if, kitchen. If they're, yeah. they're short on food, if they're short-staffed, you know, just maybe just be open and tell somebody, look, maybe I'll go and get some appetizers and... Because it may be a while. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're struggling back there. But don't come out and say I'm fighting with these guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was at the point where I was like, just where's the grill? I'll go grill this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's not like I mean, I ordered a medium rare steak. Yeah, it I takes mean, like a minute on each side. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, but um, but I mean, then I, I I tweeted that, and this morning I got a response from Outback Corporate that said DM me exactly what happened. So I wrote a freaking opus. A novella. Yeah, I don't know. Just from the minute we got there to the like Stephen King to the minute we yeah that was yeah Rita Hayworth in the Outback (laughs) Redemption. Um, But um, (laughs) they call you red because you're Irish. That that's right. But um, so I wrote this entire thing, and then it was probably about three thirty. I get a call from the Outback in Marrero from the like head manager, and she's like, "So I read this letter you wrote three times," and she's like, "Every time I read it, I find." Something that else that we did that that we did wrong. <laughs> I already like her. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. And, and uh, she's like, "Do you know who your server was?" She's like, "I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna fire or something. I just, I, I'd, I'd like to talk and see exactly what happened, and maybe there's some training issues." And I'm like, "I, I did not remember the girl's name, and I was trying to ex- describe her to her, and I said where where we sat and stuff like that." And so she said. Um, I'm going to FedEx you. Uh, uh, she's like, I'm sending you uh, $80 in gift cards, and I'm putting them in FedEx, so you'll have them in two days. And my card's on there. So she's like, when you come back, ask for me specifically because I'm going to wait on your table, and I'm going to show you how good Outback can be. You know, that's pretty good. That's a good redemption. That, that's pretty good. I want to go I want to go with you. That's yeah. a, yeah. And we should talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I and, think, and I will. I will. I think that's a... That's you know, good customer from, service. From, yeah. from management perspective, which we've all been a part of in some form, the woman couldn't have done anything else. Right. I mean, that, that, yeah. That's about as good as you can get. Yeah. And then she said, and she's like, in doubly, we feel bad because it was your wife's birthday because I put that in the message. And she's like, normally I would just, you, you know, they tell us to send $50. She's like, I'm sending y'all 80 because I feel, you know, some of it, you know, it's for your wife's birthday. And she's like, and it just, she's like, y'all did, it, she said, she's, she wasn't even said it was like a, a comedy of errors. I'll like, back, we're, give, we're giving you another chance. That, yeah. I like that. Absolutely, and I mean, I don't want us to sound like people that we, we want free stuff. And I, I even know, told her that I said I didn't I mean, even like, I didn't even tweet this saying. It's just that the I don't way want... you handle a mistake when it happens. Outback, this is Ryan. I want free stuff. I, I, well, look, you, you <laughs> made, look, your response. I love stuff. your blooming onion, Outback. Your response to this tragedy would make Paul Hogan proud. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even Yahoo serious. Who knows? <laughs> the tragedy. <laughs> Did you ever hear this tragedy of Sandra's birthday? Well, Glenn, I hope you had a better time watching Star Trek Prodigy. With that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, did, did you watch it too? I did. I'm, I'm caught up. I, I've seen both. The, oh, I just watched the first. What's oh, this? okay. I, I, the, I watched the second. Okay, so um, this is the new Star Trek series, a Nickelodeon Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. That's kind of their first foray into children's programming. Is it on Nickelodeon at all? I, I, I've seen it on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if it's on Nick or if it's just a Nickelodeon-produced show. Um it's kind of a spiritual successor to Voyager. I mean, it's not a sequel to Voyager, yeah. but I mean, it's kind of... A... The, the, the thing that ties it to Voyager is a couple of things. Um, it starts off in this prison planet. In the 
delta quadrant. In the delta quadrant, you quickly learn it's a delta quadrant because they're Kazon. Right. And they're, you Which know, were the prim- primarily antagonists from the first few seasons of Voyager. Yeah. Um, and there's apparently uh, this this guy and his daughter are this the runners of this prison planet, and they take in a bunch of orphans. Right. Like they, that's who they use as their labor force because no one's going to miss them, and they just and he's you kind of learn quickly he's looking for something. Right on on this planet, right? And it ties into what the story's about because there's this ship. Correct. That's there. Yeah. Now, the, what, without getting into too many details, of course, the the ship's what he's looking for. The crux of the show is that this ship is then stolen by some young people, and that's how what the series is going to follow them being chased as they're trying to learn the ship with a hologram of Captain James. Yeah, it's a it's a Federation ship. Yeah, yeah. which begs the question: I don't know what time period this is in. It um, seems like it's after. It's got to be like I'm. I'm thinking about being discovery. Yeah, like territory. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, and I think it's kind of a brilliant move on the part of the people that make Star Trek or Paramount. Um, because get, get them when they go. Well, but that's the thing though. Like you have, and I see like Star Wars does a really good job of that. Where yeah. they they have shows that are accessible to kids. Because you make new fans that way. Right. And, and this is that for Star Trek. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I would compare it, if you compare it to the Star Wars shows, I found it closer to Resistance. I haven't watched too much of Resistance, but I, it reminded me a lot of Rebels. Uh, to a certain extent. At one point, Rebels got a little darker and a little more. like especially, yeah, not, not the first season. Yeah, not the first season. But it's first season Rebels, but then like it reminded me a lot of... Just some of the character traits of the... Um, it reminded me of things from uh, from Re- from Resistance, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like you said, it's 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 a kids show. But one of the aliens, John, is played by Rafi from the League. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's I really liked it. Like the the. Do they drop the entire season? series or just? No, it's it's an episode a week. Okay. That's yeah. that's kind of how Paramount does it. Yeah. Which there was a debate I was listening to on Howard Stern earlier about like whether or not, and I I agree with it. The thing with binging is we want it all now, but then, it depends on the show. I think I, I agree with that to an extent because there's like like well, the Brittany Murphy documentary that we'll talk about when you when you get to watch it. I'm glad that they were both at the same. I, I didn't want to wait for something like that. Well, yeah, it's that's more of a, a just a contained story. Sure. Where something like uh, Sex Education, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, that's something that I would much prefer. You know, I, I might, I don't know, I, I enjoyed watching the series and binging it, but at the same time, I probably would have enjoyed it more to kind of I mean, have the suspense week to week. I always, I like to compare it by saying, look at The the Punisher and look at WandaVision. Completely different, they're both yeah. based on comic book properties. However, if you remember when The Punisher came out, the first season, people were talking about it for two weeks nonstop, and then it kind of... Less people talked about it, and after about a month, no one was talking about no, it again. Well, I think of it like and Wandavision. Yeah, people started catching on and catching on, and ca- and people talked about that for months. Certain shows, like I feel like that have a lot of characters. Like I think Game of Thrones would have been a better as a binge the entire season because like a lot of the weird character names, you forget who people are from you know watching it well, on a Sunday and then waiting a whole week. If you can watch it like as much as you can at a time, I think you remember the characters and what's going on. But also, there's a lot of in Game of Thrones. I think the suspense elements would have been killed. That, maybe yeah. so. It's it's an interesting theory. I mean, no, it's, it's it's. I it's don't worth know. Debate. I don't know that there's a right answer. To be honest, we should with probably you. do a special episode about yeah. this topic. I, I don't know how do you answer it. I, I think well, it's really which shows are better bingeable and which shows aren't. Like classic shows. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like if they were to be released today, what would be mm-hmm. better? You know, I can see a lot of sitcoms that are probably good bingeable, but sitcoms. Yeah, I don't. 
but dramas and it, but, it's but then tricky. There again, something like you know, front, we had we had the ability to watch it. Like you're talking about, the buzz is important, right? Sure. And a show catching. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. So like something like Twenty Four. If you're gonna, that'd be something. The See that would be that would be a good binge one. I think. Yeah. In fact, that's how I watched the first season. I think like maybe you know you you have the the creators like Twenty Four had a lot of moments like in between. Yeah. That were like cliffhanger moments. Well, maybe you just release it up to a point. You know what? Twenty Four would have been a show that you know that show premiered twenty years ago. I know, but that's, that's what I was saying. Like in modern times, with the, the outlets that we have, that would be a perfect show for something like Netflix now. Because yeah, you're right. All of the moments that they had, like they could make the episode be as long as it had to be in real time right. without. The, it would you're be absolutely right. Edited, yeah, right? I think you're right. But yeah, I, I Star Trek Prodigy to get back to it. Yeah, uh, I I think again, smart move on on Paramount's part, but it was also delightful. It, had, it was it fun. Was a very good kind of like. Had enough for adults or fans yeah. of Star Trek, but it was uh, really cool. And I like the animation style. I do it, it, it was it was very colorful and it, it popped. It was, it was cool. Um, well, you guys got to watch, and I didn't. Uh, the premiere of the, I guess it's revival of Dexter. Dexter New Blood. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet, I, I only because either. it came on late at night, and I'm an, I'm an old we, man. Well, I, I was eating my peanut butter sandwich after we got <laughs> back from 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 the outback, and Sandra was playing on her phone, so I'm like. My, my dinner sucked. I'm going to watch Dexter. So, yeah, this is something... I haven't watched it yet. Me and Greg haven't seen it. John and Glenn haven't. I'm so, it, it takes place, what, about 10 years later? They they say ten. They said roughly 10 years. Roughly 10 years later. Um, and you find Dexter, who's living kind of a quiet life in upstate New York. Yeah, and let's just... What's, what, what's his alias? Um, Jim something. Yeah. And again, um, I just want to again reiterate... I did not see Dexter when it, it first premiered. I binged it on Netflix, and I remember Jim. It, it Jim may Lindsay. have been on a previous episode of the the podcast where I asked you guys, "What do y'all think about Dexter?" And y'all didn't say skip the last season. Y'all just said, "Don't watch the last episode," which I thought was like, "Yeah, what one episode?" And it is one of the worst endings of a show I can ever remember. Everything about what was so great. They totally just blew it up in, in an hour. You know, I read some stuff about it. Apparently, I mean, more than not, people hated it. But there was a lot of critics that thought it was the best episode ever of Dexter. That's Bull the, and it, yeah. Shit. I, I mean, and, those, and, and, and those I'm critics a, are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm all for like people with subjective opinions, but no, that's just that's a wrong opinion. Wrong no, opinion. The, the whole thing with his sister that that was building for what however many seasons, yeah. the way that ended was stupid. Dexter's solution to his problem that, that was just everything about it was just terrible it just it didn't work but anyway so this this you know it's about 10 years later he's living upstate New York he works at like a little uh, Iron Lake New York yeah and thing. it's a yeah he works at this little sporting goods store and you know it's a very small town like if this if that ending of the season of the series would have just been the ending of a season and then we jump right here I'd have been more okay with this like yeah. I want to see what where he was going with this yeah and it's well it's been it's been about you know it's been 10 years and he's Given up his. I was about to say, is he still murdering people? No, he hasn't. And in and fact, that, he doesn't even have his inner monologue anymore. He doesn't have the inner monologue anymore. And um, he now, instead of having the ghost of Harry kind of following around, it's the ghost of Deb. And she's just kind of. Which makes well, sense because Harry was yeah. helping him murder people. And, and she's basically saying, trying you know, to stop try, him. Trying yeah. to stop him. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's, and he's got, you know, he's in a relationship that he's, you know, uh, with a police officer. A police officer. Well, that's not going to end well. I can tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, he's uh, you know. What makes it seems you say like that, seems like they've been going out for a while. It seems like they've been going out for a while, and I mean, it's a really small town, so everybody knows everybody, and 
He's, you know, he's it seems like he's very popular too. Very and uh, did you did you notice that uh, on his on his way to the, the job, whatever he picked up the little box of donuts? Yes, I do. He used to always bring donuts to the, the police station. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, he's just trying to live a normal life, and he keeps going out and uh, he keeps going out hunting, like like for a deer, but like he. And he keeps finding the deer, but he doesn't. It's a beautiful white. It's like a buck. beautiful white buck, and he, but he never wants to like. He never wants to kill it. He just like goes and sees it. and He looks at it through the scope, and and he like, like has it where it would be the kill shot, but he never takes a shot. Exactly. And yeah, um, yeah, and and he, he talks about how he hasn't killed a, a thing in so many years, yeah. and yeah, the ghost of Deb is talking to him the whole time yeah. about you know, you know, just basically not killing people, yeah. and so and what did you guys think? I, I mean, I don't want to give too much away about it, but I thought it was really good. It was very clever, and yeah, I, I love this. Again, this is only how one up. How does it go to, like, as far as redeeming the ending that Ryan talked about? All right, about, so I, I, the one thing I will give it massive credit for, it doesn't um, can shy, you really, it doesn't shy, shy away, away from anything. Can, like, you, can you really answer, does it redeem the show yet? Well, I mean, it's only been the one episode. Right. It's only been the one episode. I mean, yeah, nothing. I mean, Deb says, you know, talks about Harrison and how he's better off with, uh, what, what was her name? Ivantra uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we saw in the trailer some of the stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, so I mean, they don't they talk about that, and I mean, and yeah, that, Deb that, mentions what happened to her. Yeah, she says about how, well, and she mentions everyone that he knew that died throughout the first season, or yeah. the first series. I and she's say. like, she's like kind of naming all these people, whatever, and the last one, she like doesn't say it, but she like lifts up her shirt and is the gunshot wound, yeah. like right there. So, I mean, it's like they don't, you know, go they, away from Remind anyone. me who shot her? The guy who was like the, I guess the villain oh, of that, last that, season. That, it was that, the, and she was in the hospital and it was like a blood clot. She, blood clot, right? she had a stroke. That's yeah. what it was. So it was, was like she died, but she didn't really know something had happened. I yeah. Mean, okay. I mean, it was kind of very real world what happened to it was her. That, there was that woman that was in it who was some kind of psychologist who had apparently worked with Harry and helped him, Harry, come up with Dexter's code. Okay. And it was, was the guy, was it her son? Yeah, I think so. And he was a serial killer or something and it was... It was not good. The, the whole last—I mean, the last episode was terrible. The last season wasn't great. It no, wasn't but it, terrible. It was, it was, but yeah, that's what—that's what was it so miffing terrible. to me. I, I just didn't get it. Like this, the last season wasn't great. You're right, but it wasn't awful. But that yeah. last episode—oh my god! Atrocious. What, what made me really excited to watch this? I knew this was coming on, and uh, the other night, about four or five nights ago, I was getting ready to go to bed. Karen was like, oh, "I'm tired. It's nine thirty, so she went to bed. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch TV for a little while, and I'll uh, and I'll be in bed." And I turned it on, and it was they'd been Showtime had been doing a Dexter they, marathon, seen, on, yeah. and when it came on, it was like the fourth episode from the end of the Trinity season. I'm oh. like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of the season. Right now. <laughs> and then it was like one thirty in the morning. I'm like, I'm gonna be exhausted at work tomorrow, but that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> best Thanksgiving ever. Yeah. <laughs> nice, but um, God. yeah, how good with John Lithgow? Man. Yeah. By the time this episode airs, I will have seen this premiere episode. Yeah. So I'm 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 really psyched I don't for know, this. Is it, is it eight? I think it's eight, eight. But um. Yeah, it's just the, the everything that he does with the De- the Dexter character is really yeah. it's really cool. And like I said, I have to give them mad props because I think they know how disappointed people were in that yeah. finale. They didn't shy away from it. They didn't redcon anything. They just this is the next chapter. Okay, and uh, I'm so excited. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, John and I were very excited uh, for another season of a show that we watch on Netflix called Sex Education. Yeah, its third season premiered. And I was about to say that. It's like third. So you guys are always talking about this show. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's, very good show. Yeah. You should watch it. In fact, Lou was asking. Your sister was asking the other day on on. Oh, and y'all y'all recommended that. I didn't recommend it, but like I think I should probably go and let her know. She'd probably love it. It's uh, it follows the the school, uh, in England. Uh, it, the t- it's t- the town's Millbury or Milburn or uh, what? what no, Mil- Milburn's his last name. Yeah, Milburn. whatever. But it's, it's a school. Yeah, it's, it's a school. A, it's a school in England. It's like a prep school. 
And uh, Hogwarts. <laughs> basically, over the past couple of seasons, there's a, there's a <laughs> with less magic and more fucking. <laughs> so, <pretty much>. so, <laughs> so more warts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Of the <laughs> more people have warts on their hog. <laughs> um, what, what's what's, like, what's happening? <laughs> what happened to our podcast? What happened? We, we devolved. That's what happened. Jesus. Uh, Asa Butterfield plays uh, Otis Milburn, who is the <laughs> son of a uh, sex therapist, played by Gillian Anderson. And uh, does she look like Gillian Anderson from X Files or Gillian Anderson from The Crown? Um, neither really. Yeah. She looks, she looks younger, like she'd be from. The All X-Files, right, I'll watch but, it. But she's got blonde hair. As long as she doesn't look like from The Crown. Yeah, it does a very convincing British accent. Yeah, yeah she always does. Yeah, she oh. was. She was. I read that she was actually born in America but raised in England. Oh, I, I, I she's done that. a lot of British shows. I didn't even yeah. Yeah. didn't even register that. No, uh, when you said Asa Butterfield, I laughed because because of uh, Marty's wife. Yeah. yeah. Should I tell the story? Yeah, tell, I don't know what the hell's yeah, going tell, on. Tell, okay. tell Putty so the story. Asa oh. Butterfield was in Ender's Game. Ender's Game with Harrison Ford. And on the poster, it had Harrison Ford and Asa Butterfield, Ender's Game. Mm-hmm. Marty went to a movie with his wife, Patricia, and they were walking out. And Marty told me, and I peed myself laughing. He walks, they walk past it, and she stops, and she looks at the thing. He goes, I really want to see that. She goes, what's a Butterfield? And he goes... Huh? He goes. She goes. It says Harrison Ford as a Butterfield. Wow. <laughs> How are they gonna do that? <laughs> and he's like. Patricia, that's the kid's name. I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I'd want to see how they did that too. <laughs> how do you make him? Into I'm a playing a Butterfield. Uh, it's almost like the your boy Claire Danes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, so he his his mom is the sex therapist, and over the first couple of seasons, he basically started this little sex clinic with this. Girl who's on the outs that needs money. She's a poor girl, very smart, and they start the sex clinic to help these kids that just have no outlet. They're repressed and they have no way of having self healthy attitudes towards sex. So he's very natural at it. And it starts, and he's he's a virgin. He's very inexperienced, but because he's lived with his mother for so long, he just knows yeah all this stuff. And he likes to help people. So yeah. there's that. Um, and over the past couple seasons, it's uh it's matured to the show where it where it ends last season is basically. Uh, He's outed as a as him doing this, and he agrees with his mom to stop. His mom has been helping out at the school, and then they kick her out because she's been giving advice to children and she shouldn't be doing that. And basically, the school becomes known as the sex school. So this season picks up with it being the sex school, and they're trying to change their image. Yeah. That, is that the end of the story? That's the story. Well, I mean, that's the setup for the season. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, without you guys watching it, I can't really, like... Well, is it good? It's, it's very it's good. It's incredible. All right, is this... How far did, did y'all get in this oh, season? Oh, I finished it. We finished it. Oh, so season three, y'all finished it? Yeah, it's yeah. eight episodes. I mean, it, it came out about three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, so good good season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you have to give it, it a letter grade, what would you give it? Is it a... Uh, a half hour, uh, hour? It's they, they I'd give it like an A minus, maybe? maybe I'd do the same thing, yeah. Wait, what? Oh. About an A minus. No, I mean time wise. Time wise, it's between like forty to forty minutes to an hour. So like an hour show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's like a comedy drama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I follow Jillian Anderson on Twitter, and she does this thing, I guess, because of the show where she constantly tweets out things that look like penises. Well, there's, a, there's, there's her last one right there. It's <laughs> some sort of. A... You should tweet that, or she should, you know, post some nudies. There's there's a character <laughs> on it that's uh, that's taken up to baking, and she makes uh, vulva cupcakes. Oh. 
because vulvas are beautiful and they're yeah. all different kinds. And I mean, like, it's weird. You're like, do you remember when you're in high school and you know there was always probably the you know the few guys that actually were having sex, but how much everybody talked about having sex? Like oh, they yeah. Were actually, oh yeah. That's all actually happening in the show. Like everyone is having sex all the time in the show. And usually, this episode usually begin with like uh, some sort of sexual situation that then becomes the case that they're going to be talking yeah. about in the episode. But John and I were talking about this earlier. A lot of the characters that have been around since season one grow tremendously yeah. this season, and they do a lot of, uh, of things. They bring up a lot of conversations that's highly appropriate uh, in the context of the show. Like there's, you know, uh, there's a, a character who's, who's introduced that's non-binary. Um, there's a couple pansexual characters. There's a couple, you know, things like that. Um, there's a couple characters who seem very one-dimensional before that are given a lot of weight. Um, Is this, this it takes place like in current times? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and where can I watch it? You can watch this on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Well, like it, you'll you, trust me, you'll fly. Through. It's twenty-four episodes, pretty much eight episodes a season. And yeah. They're all really, really good. Okay. Um, for some reason, Ryan, I say you especially would like it. I don't know. I really think, just because it's really dirty. Yeah. I think a lot I'm of the jokes you'd really like too. But uh, I, I will say this, and and John, you might agree with me. We all need a friend like Eric. We do. I want an Eric in my yeah. life. There, I said it. But tell me about Narcos. It's the best show no one watches. That's right. Um, so we talked about this before. Narcos. The original Narcos was three seasons. They said this is the series finale, and I cried. And then season three sort of ended on a cliffhanger. Not really a cliffhanger, but it was like they're teasing you. Yeah. And then they announced they were coming out with Narcos Mexico, which if you go on Netflix, they're not connected. But it's the same show. <laughs> same opening music and everything. Same characters carry over. And um, yeah, so this is just the continuation. And this is apparently... It's basically the, just two shows. They're in the same universe. Same universe. And they take place timeline-wise almost simultaneously, which you really see that in season three. John hasn't gotten very far. I've, I'm almost done. Um, it's... Now, here's the thing about Narcos that I tell people if, they, if they're interested... Um, you have to be into subtitles. This is probably you don't have to be into them, but you, you know, have like to be able you have, into you, subtitles. You have to be able to tolerate subtitles. Are subtitles, your fetish. Subtitles. No, like I mean, I'd say about maybe sixty percent of the movie of the show has subtitles, yeah. uh, and forty percent is in English. Um, but this is the apparently the series finale of Narcos Mexico. Are they going to do another season? I don't know. Based on the way the way this season's going, I am almost to the final episode. I don't think they're going to do another one. Timeline wise, they could do. They could maybe do another series somewhere else. Somewhere else, maybe. I um, could see them doing like a Miami. Miami. I, I mentioned that before, possibly. But this is definitely ra- like getting to the point where a lot of the characters are going to their stories are going to be wrapped up. Um, I, I just find it very engrossing, and every season they always introduce a couple new little wrinkles, new characters. Um, you mentioned this young kid um, that appears in the second episode. He's a major character through the whole series. Um, there's a reporter, this gorgeous Hispanic girl who's trying to uncover some information about the narcos. Um, she's a major character. There's an interesting storyline involving this cop in um, Juarez. I don't know if you've seen him Is yet. Is he the one that's... We started looking for the missing girl? Yes. Okay, yeah. That missing girl storyline plays out through the entire season, and it still isn't completely resolved, and I don't know where they're going with that yet. Okay. So I'm on the, I'm on the second to last episode, and that's still up in the air. Um, 
I love this show. I love Narcos. I love Narcos Mexico. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Again, as long as you can tolerate subtitles. So it's and it's all, extremely violent. Yeah, that's why I love it. I mean, violence, blood, guts, and titties. 